0: KQED.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel, I'm
0: Carly, and I'm Jamidra,
1: and we're the hosts of The, the Cooler. Cooler.
0: This week I'm fresh
2: from my trip to Wakanda, and I'm reporting back. We'll also be talking about representation, and yeah, it still matters.
1: And we're going to talk about why love is dead.
2: Just a small segment. But also
1: why sound bites can be delightful as proven at the Olympics this year by Adam Rippon.
2: Mm.
0: Allow me to explain why I showed up in a dashiki and where my hair is braided. (laughs) Maybe not in person, but in my mind.
1: You don't need a reason. Oh,
0: not in person? not in person. I just just wanted to let you guys know that I am fresh off a vacation from Wakanda.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Ah, the hottest destination. Exactly. I flew there by way of the movie theater.
1: AMC Airlines.
0: Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And I was transported to the best movie that I've seen so far this year. I cannot wait to see it. I'm seeing it right after recording this. Well, considering that A lot of people have not seen it. I'm going to do my best to share the few lessons that I've learned from the film. Yes. Without spoiling it. Hmm. Oh, thank you. Just like a couple high-level things that you need to know. One, trust women. Please. Okay.
2: But it's so hard. trust women.
0: Not only are we intellectually superior, however, you'll (laughs) learn in the film that we are also physically superior as well. Yeah. I'm just saying.
1: When I saw Shuri, the sister of Black Panther, and the lead guard, Okoye. yes. Oprah's voice came into my mind and fully narrated what I was feeling in that moment. She is the mother I never had. She is
0: the sister everybody would want. She is the friend
1: that everybody deserves. I don't know a better person. Tissue, please. I now need tissue. That was me in the theater.
0: Come through. Okay, so she's talking about Gail, right? She is. Of course. Power we are talking about. (laughs) Shuri (laughs) and Okoye. Okoye. Also, Shuri is the new, I'm sorry, she has been crowned, coronation has happened, the new Disney princess. I don't want to see any other princess that does not come through like Shuri does. Yeah. Also, you should know, little warning, if you have access to vital resources and you hoard them and don't share them, just know that a relative might come back one day and try to kill you. Mm. (laughs) Quite possible. (laughs) I have henceforth asked my husband to upgrade my wedding ring to one that is vibranium. So we have talked about that. That's happening. You it, hear that, hubby? It's yes. literally so hot right now. Exactly. <laughs> it's happening. Forget platinum. Forget Bitcoin. Name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ring made of Bitcoin. It's very zeitgeisty. Yeah. Also, another takeaway is people of color, specifically black people, can exist without white interference. Shocking. Imagine that. Uh, Ooh, it's just... Hang on us. Yeah, it's possible. Revolutionary ideas.
1: <laughs> what was great about the white characters that do sneak into this movie? The colonizers? Yes. One of them is the worst and you know (laughs) he deserves to die and we all know that and then the other one is just used as a plot device which is the way minorities are used in white films and it's like how do you like
0: that yes exactly so if you're ever wondering what it's like to not see yourself on screen or just be like a big character white people this film is real
1: yeah yeah, go along you'll
0: find out you might learn something (laughs) (laughs) also you should know that i need to contest my ancestry.com results.
1: Wakanda did not show up.
0: I if Wakanda did not show up and i am
1: because pissed. they're on the download. They exactly. don't want ancestry.com to know that they have all the vibranium and all the hot people.
2: Exactly. Um, hi, quick question over here yes. from the white person that hasn't seen Black Panther yet. <laughs> yeah. Does Wakanda exist in a kind of parallel universe where colonization never happened, or was it just fenced off from colonization? There is a cloak involved. Cloak. We've been there the whole time.
1: They thought they colonized that area. You but thought, but thought. But they
0: didn't. But thought. But you thought. <laughs> Surprise, we benches. And also, if you interact regularly with black people, you need to know that we have accepted Wakanda as a real place. Uh-huh. If not physically, mentally, it is a state of mind at this point. So just know that.
1: It's a coping mechanism. Exactly. It's coming it up in my kayak existing. searches. <laughs> <laughs> $200, <laughs> one way flight. Exactly. I will take it. <laughs> this is
2: like wow wow. Exactly.
1: <laughs> also, white coworkers should know that you are not above using a wig as a weapon. Hello. Spoiler. Oh, I am excited to see this.
0: <laughs> wigs can be weapons. And also, guns are primitive. Right? Check that. Okay. <laughs> also, little historical references here we know that the cradle of civilization is in africa yeah however we need to speak to our archaeologists and historians and amend that because oakland apparently is also a part of that right. yes. it is a key figure so we knew it was dope we knew my city was dope but now <laughs> i'm just saying finally marvel of recognition. exactly we need to get to digging there are artifacts i'm sure
1: i thought about you when it said Oakland, 1992. And I was like, Jamita was there. She's probably feeling like a VIP right now. Yes.
0: I was like, DeFremory Park, yes. They're
1: yes. like, I spot that building. I know where it is.
0: Exact. Fun fact though allegedly, this Oakland scenes were filmed in Atlanta. Rude. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's filming. The tax breaks for peaches must just be phenomenal. She's Exactly. Ways. And in case you don't know, I need to see T'Challa and Nikia on the cover of all of the celebrity magazines at this point. Well, just, I need a feature.
1: Did you see? A certain Rolling Stone cover, mm. where there's a lot of pubic. Oh! Oh! Look at up. I sh- i have not. There might also be, you know, a shape you can make out somewhere. Oh my god!
2: Quick question: Is it true that Michael B. Jordan, my longtime love ever Ooh. since The Wire, is it true that he plays a character called Killmonger?
0: Yes, yep. it is. That's
2: literally his name. Mm-hmm. And he takes his
0: shirt off, and it's glorious. Brb going to leave now. I'm just going to say that there are partially naked bodies and water. I was here for all of it.
1: They get wet and so do you.
2: (sighs) I'm sweaty and sweating (laughs) actively.
1: Something I read that was awesome is that it's not just a movie, it's a movement. And there was these three women by the name of Kayla Reed, Jessica Bird, and Rukia Lumbuba, who... Hashtag Wakanda the voted Mm. these screenings. And they registered people to vote. And they're like, if you want Wakanda to be a real place, let's turn America into Wakanda.
2: You better come through. Fix that one first. Yeah. And then.
0: Also, this movie serves as proof that Angela Bassett absolutely is a vampire. Oh, Mm. yeah. She does not age. Who does not age? Does not. (laughs) Didn't crack a bit. And none of us could Ever. It yes. is nuts. I mean, how she's 200 years old now, I think. Exactly. I believe. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, she looks 25. Also, just so you know, henceforth, I will be checking the inner lips of all of my friends. You have to watch the movie in order to understand yeah. that reference. I have questions about that phrase, <laughs> and I'll follow up. <laughs> that's how episode. you tell
1: who's down and who's not.
0: Yes, that's mm. how you know. Mm-hmm. So flip that lip. Yes. Yes.
1: I also loved that the, quote, evil guy, Michael B. Jordan, mm. in this movie it touched on how different people react to oppression. Like, how do you oh, move yeah. past it? Are you a Martin Luther King? Are you Malcolm X? Are you, like, Booker T. Washington? Mm-hmm. Are you Marcus Garvey? Like, where do you lie on the spectrum of, like, should we appease white people and try to be accepted, or should we be a little Which more path are you gonna take? militaristic? And, you know, the movie kind of leans towards pacifism, mm-hmm. but there's nuance there. And I heard what Killmonger said. And I was like, he has a point. And I
0: was like, I hear you. Yes. I hear you. Mungus so the there, there was definitely a lot of social commentary in the film, like embedded within the film. Deep. And the think pieces have started to spark. I am giving it about a week because I just want to relish and enjoy in the fact that I was washed and awash in representation yes. for an entire like two hours or however long. You in was the movie bathing was. in those waters. I was bathing and I'm going to see it at least a second time before I start thinking critically about it. But there are tons of conversations about Killmonger's character, mm-hmm. T'Challa's character, what they represent, what they mean for liberation of peoples, and I, I see validity in both points.
1: I agree. Yeah. Although, kind of team Killmonger. I, me too! Sorry about <laughs> it. <Yeah.
2: laughs> I could not be more excited to okay. see this now.
1: Like Aaliyah said, we need a revolution. I'm just We saying. have so much confusion. <sighs> Baby,
2: let me Talk know. about parallel universes. Imagine one where she was around to star in this movie. Yeah.
1: Racism would be over because she would be here. Would
0: oh be I here. yeah,
2: fully anticipated that. So yes, the thing
0: pieces will come. But just allow me to enjoy this moment.
1: Let her have this one thing. Exactly. <laughs>
2: folks we're busy bees right we all mm. do a lot at kqed yeah. <laughs> exactly you know huge love for the cooler but it's not the only thing that we do we're jugglers Yep. i was uh, writing a quick little interview for kqed arts and i wanted to speak to a local san francisco artist called crystal Villalula. i had no clue at the time she's actually a dear friend of emmanuel's
1: we're besties we've gone camping together we've seen bears together oh I have been to her house probably 50 times.
2: I was embarrassed not to know this because I picked up the phone to her and she said, "Oh, so you know Emmanuel." Took me quite a while to figure that out. But and I'm then glad. you were like, "Does everything have to be about him?" <laughs> why does everything have to keep this coming is back my to This my moment. Mm-hmm. My moment. But anyway, she's a pure delight. I can see why you're friends with her. Yeah. So, I was uh, doing this interview with her about this art series she has called Queer Movie Stills. She has reimagined iconic scenes from rom-coms, romantic movies, all the stuff we grew up with. She's imagined them not with heterosexual couples, but with same-sex couples. Women, Mm. to be precise. And they're super cute, they're super colorful and vibrant. And I really wanted to ask her about her motivations for this. And we kind of got into it talking, and she said that she was kind of just sick of the lack of positive, happy LGBTQ relationships in the mm. pop culture she saw around her and that she grew up with and she specifically talked about just trying to find like a fun lesbian movie basically to watch with her partner and she said that all the movies about LGBT couples in general feature people who get together and then there's a tragic ending.
1: <laughs> Someone oh. dies. She said
2: Either somebody dies yep. or somebody works out that they ain't gay anymore. Yep. She was like, I'm sick of it. I just want to like sit down and watch like a chill movie with my girlfriend. Can't even do that. So she decided to create her own narrative with this art series. And so I wrote up this interview, and it's on KQED's website if mm-hmm. you want to read it. And then I went to the movies, and I went to see Oscar-nominated Call Me By Your Name, Ugh. which is, if you haven't seen it, it's phenomenal. Is it? It's I... a delight, and it's peachy. It is. cool. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. There's a whole scene with the peach. Oh. Emmanuel's yeah. making reference to a very erotic scene. Yeah. It's very hey?
0: rude. Mm-hmm. Why am I thinking about peaches and
1: cream now?
2: Well, well you ain't too far off. There is a kind of cream not going Not too far on. off. Shout out 112. <laughs> but, you know, this movie it's gorgeous it's beautiful it's a love story it's between two dudes and I loved the way in addition to so much else that this movie does it's so smart and clever and funny and super sad as well it's wonderful but it's very matter of fact there's no great like reckoning and there's no tussling with this issue that's because it's not an issue it's more about like is this couple gonna work it out and stay together spoiler you might want to bring the tissues
1: for several days after (laughs) and then when you get the book from the library and read that why
2: would you do that tissues again
1: well actually the book is the tissue you just put the book on your face (laughs) Just weep directly into the pages. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for the past couple weeks.
2: So again, I watched this movie, and I was thinking about what Crystal, the artist, had said, and it really brought it home to me. The average straight white person grows up with no clue about what it is like to not see people who look like you and act like you everywhere in this pop culture. Shamefully, it took me a conversation with a friend. Not that long ago, like we're talking like six or seven years, her family are uh, Filipino. And we were talking about um, the actress Phoebe Cates, Hmm. who is biracial. Her mother is Chinese, I believe. And my friend was saying, I loved watching this movie with Phoebe Cates growing up because I'd never seen someone that looked like me on the TV before. And I was genuinely just like, what What does that mean? (laughs) And that was not that long ago in the grand scheme of my life. And I guess I'm interested to hear from you guys, whether it was always an issue growing up. Oh, girl,
0: always. As a black person, what we have is like these underground networks and basically like a separate but not really equal, but equal situation. So if you go to Barnes & Noble's, the next time you go to Barnes & Noble's, there's literally a black section. In the same way that there's a black hair care section in the grocery store or the, the drugstore, there's like a black section. So there are all these films that are released with like major stars that never go to theaters, but just are released straight to DVD. And so that is what I watched as a kid. Although in the 90s, there were tons of like black sitcoms. So I felt like I saw myself there, but they were on specific channels like Mm. UPN would show them or, you know, I mean, they have their own specific areas in which you could watch those black television shows. So that was a way in which I was able to see myself reflected, but then also was very aware of like, this is not a mainstream situation. This is like a separate situation. I'm literally being corralled and taken over to this bit
2: of the world. (laughs)
1: as a homosexual
2: (laughs) what as a gay person
1: (laughs) obviously did not see myself reflected and the things where i was being reflected it was dangerous to seek those things out because Mm. then it outs you like if you Mm. are watching queer as folk well if you're downloading it on your family computer and then your sister finds it and then calls you out and says what's what's it about and i'm like it's about friends and she's like what kind of friends and i'm like
2: uh, <laughs> you like, it's awkward. like uh, St. Elmo's Fire it's exactly the same
1: and with Brokeback Mountain my friend and I wanted to go see it but her parents were very Christian and like all up in her business mm-hmm. and so we had to lie to her parents to go see Brokeback and then we had to like talk all about this other movie that we allegedly saw but we were heartbroken because we had actually seen Brokeback Mountain Mm. and that tore our hearts out. You had to pep it up be like, yeah, it was
0: great. Inside our
1: minds we were sniffing a denim shirt (laughs) of a dearly departed gay man. Yeah. And My So-Called Life, Ricky was on it but his portrayal was very, uh, not fully (laughs) rounded, and he was unhappy. It it was like, it was hard to find a happy representation if there was one at all
0: that's what i was gonna say like if there's one thing that's worse or maybe just as bad as no representation it's like sloppy representation mm. so that's the one thing that i do remember as a kid you'd be like oh this is a show with an all-white cast and then there's like the one
2: black friend the sassy black yeah friends. and you're like yeah. oh
0: okay and so literally the only black friend at the entire school that person right there. yeah and so then they just have to pile every stereotype into that person so that they can represent the entire group
1: And going back to these representations feeling like it was dangerous or something, the real world New Orleans, which Mm -hmm. was my favorite season, season nine, there was a gay guy by the name of Danny and he was in a relationship with someone in the military. And so anytime his boyfriend would come onto the show, they blurred out his face and it made it feel very unsafe to be out Mm, and it also drew attention to the fact that the government didn't want you to be yourself and didn't want you part of the public sphere so all of these 90s representations are in my mind and growing up i was like okay this part of public life is not for me and movies are certainly not for me as a space to have my story told i'm either a best friend or not there at all
2: Mm. I feel like the 90s like the period which it's safe to say we did most of our growing up during right? Mm -hmm. the three of us yeah. and like it was that weird in between period where like some were trying to work it out and put a little bit more representation but doing a really crappy job of it as well so you had storylines in like 90s pop culture that did deal with people who weren't straight but that kind of expressed itself as like the gay panic of friends Mm. like a gay character would like instill fear in everyone and then you would get more black people in sitcoms but they'd always be pigeonholed in the same roles yeah. it's like yeah. no points
0: i a sassy friend here that, that was your whole thing that was the vibe yeah
2: and it was like you stay over here mm-hmm. and you do this
1: okay friends is a ripoff of living single let's uh, be real excuse me hello and then when friends is called out for being too white they introduce aisha tyler mm-hmm. in like season six or seven yeah. or something oh my and they're God, like
2: she was ross's girlfriend wasn't she
1: yeah and they were like here's finally a black character can you guys stop calling us out. In and it's New like, York. No. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like not that long ago since Lena Dunham was doing the same thing in Girls. They were like, why are there no black people in and Girls? And she's like, "Oh, oh shit Donald Earth. Glover's here yeah, for just, one episode. Childish, Childish Gambino. Girls.
1: Yeah, that's why I think when A Call Me By Your Name comes out, it's so important to support the filmmaker, who's not gay, and the actors aren't gay either. You did though. But it's a gay story and I think it's doing good for the culture and the mm. community. I think when I go to see any movies that have to do with the gay storyline, It's like a celebration of like, okay, the dread and the shame have mostly gone. Mm -hmm. And let's celebrate that. And we've come a long way. We still have a ways to go, as I said two episodes ago. But I love Call Me By Your Name.
2: Mm. It is wonderful.
0: Movies like that are just an example of what directors and what Hollywood can do if they give people an opportunity to have a little bit more representation. You can open a film and you can tell stories that do not Revolve around heterosexual white yes. people.
1: Yes,
2: fancy that. Mm. It is possible.
1: And speaking of the gay best friend trope, I think that has affected a whole generation of straight women who use the term <gasps> my gays. Oh, you think? Yeah. I hear people say, oh, yeah, my gays are this. And, and they say it to me as if it makes them cool. Yeah. But this a is design. the secret. If you call your gay friends my, my gays, <laughs> they might not like you as much as you think they do.
2: That's just is the test. Saying it for real. Honestly, I just think that if more people stopped, and by more people, I'm talking about white people. I'm talking about straight white people. (laughs) Dear white people. Hi, guys. Hi. On Netflix now. Yeah. Stop being defensive. Just sit down for a second and think, was there ever, ever a point in your childhood that you turned on the television and flicking between channel to channel, and you grew frustrated with seeing nobody, literally nobody, who looked like you? I'm going to go with a no. Mm.
1: Mm. Also, another addendum to your dear white people letter Mm. that you just wrote. Oh, please. Shove one on. Dear white people. When you see a Black Panther film Hmm. and you don't see yourself represented, this is just a smidgen of what minorities feel all the time. So guess what? It's just a human story. Enjoy it. You might learn something about someone who's not like you. Imagine that. Hmm. In short, Carly, come get your people. (laughs)
0: The big peak in the, the pit. Hey, the peak in the
1: pit. Hey. And now it's time for our peak in the pit highs <laughs> and lows of pop culture of the week as judged by us and Olympic judges. Oh, and society. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what the pit of this week was until we got into the studio and Jamidra shared a TMZ alert with me. yeah. <gasps> we dedicated an entire episode last week to how. Great love is and blah, 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 Valentine's Day, whatever. Oh,
2: wait. Does it turn out that love is a lie?
1: Turns out it is because (sighs) Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux have separated. Oh, God. And I didn't believe TMZ because they lie about stuff sometimes. (laughs) But apparently Jennifer and Justin released a statement saying, hey, we don't like each other anymore.
2: If that's what the statement said, I love
1: that. To the point direct. They didn't need an editor. It's just like.
2: How good would that be, though, if they didn't do all that? You know, please respect our privacy at this very difficult time. We still have so much love for each other. Our commitment is to co-parenting our non-existent children. We are
0: practicing conscious uncoupling. We
2: just straight up don't like each other anymore. Just keep it crisp. Which is at the root of, what, 95% of (laughs) marriage dissolutions?
1: It's like, we hate each other's faces now. Yeah. So we don't
2: want to look at them anymore. Mm -hmm. Just straight up got sick of them.
1: So, pit of the week to love being dead. <laughs> but jennifer aniston will come back from this she will she, she always will. comes back
2: she'll be fine she's she
1: a be... comeback queen just like Winona. Does so yoga say... and drinks a bunch of water she'll your be tears fine. argentina mm-hmm. <laughs> and to our peak of the week it goes to the king elvis not him mm. the king of the delightful sound by adam Ripon, figure skater in the no. olympics oh he has immaculate eyebrows i thought you were gonna say quincy jones <laughs> oh. that's a whole other conversation because he is the king of delightful sound bites, I'm gonna play a few short sound bites just from the past week. So you know how the Olympians are always like very buttoned up and like serious and they're just like, okay, I'm here to do a job.
2: The focus, the discipline, they have a craft.
1: Mm. I'm Gryffindor, I'm courageous, I got this. I don't deal with normal things like anxiety, but guess what? Adam's like, I do. Ooh. Someone asked oh. him, like, how are you feeling? And he said the following.
0: On the ice, you see the rings, what's going through your mind, your body?
1: Um, I wanna throw up. Um, I want to go over to the judges and say, can I just have a Xanax and a quick drink? I'll be fine. But um, I, ca-
2: I kept it together. You better keep it real. Honest Olympics. It's a new right? genre. Yeah. He just wants
1: a Xanax and a Chardonnay.
2: Well, we, why don't why not? we all?
1: Someone give it to him. He deserves it. He's also relatable in other ways. Hmm. He said that the reason why he's at the Olympics is this. You know, there are so many emotions when I step on the ice. You know, I want to represent my country to the best of my abilities. Um, I want to make Reese
2: Witherspoon proud.
0: <laughs> uh, who doesn't? Who doesn't?
2: I, this is like Big Little Lies era Reese, not drunkenly commanded, oh, getting yeah. into a car, Reese. Right? I also
1: like that Reese, too. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Interesting.
1: You know, cops aren't always right.
2: <laughs> I've, Having seen the video, the cops Ooh, look pretty right oh in goodness. that instance.
1: And our vice president, whatever his name is, has issues with gay people and wants to make them straight. Well documented. Adam Rippon doesn't want to be straight. Mike Pence wanted a meeting with him. Adam was like, no, this is about me. I'm not letting you take over my experience. Jettle. And he had this to say when people kept asking him about this potential meeting and the vice president. I don't want my Olympic experience to be about Mike Pence. Um, You know, I want it to be about my amazing skating and... um, America's Sweetheart. He's Julia Roberts. Oh. He's the dreamy America's Sweetheart that we deserve.
2: He truly contains multitudes. I love this man and I insist Mm. he comes to visit. And maybe even to stay. Come to the cooler. Please. Oh my
1: god. And then we can talk about how he, one time, sang Rihanna's Diamonds before skating to it. Oh, come on. Oh, yes. He's great. We
2: need this man in our Mm -hmm. lives. 28 years old, skating the best you ever have in your life. How do
1: you explain that to people? I can't explain witchcraft. He's amazing. And now to our song of the week taking us out is a song called Eyes by Soccer Mommy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like somebody I need to know.
1: This is a 20-year-old Nashville native, NYU student. Her name's Sophie Allison. And she got famous by uploading her music to Bandcamp under the caption, chill, but kind of (laughs) sad. She knows her brand and she's sticking to it. Very much so. And On the same page, she says her influences are the Smiths, Jeff Buckley, the Strokes, and secretly, Taylor Swift.
2: Mm. Keep it secret these days. That's all I'll say. It's not
1: safe. Mm. This is Crystal Eyes. Catch you next week.
0: Big thanks to our
2: podcast, Papa David Marcus.
1: Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for all original music you heard in
2: this episode. Thanks also to our newest team member, Ashley-Ann Krigbaum, and also Steele Muller behind the glass.
1: Until next week, you can find us on social media. I'm Excuse My Beauty, without the first D, on Twitter. With the first D, on Instagram.
0: <laughs> and I'm Jamitra Says on
2: Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Teacup in the Bay. Everyone,
1: find us on the interwebs. <laughs> Bye.